Hey y'all, this is Stacey Pearsall, and you're listening to Everything, my podcast where I talk about, well, everything. Hello, everybody. Well, welcome back, honey. Yay! Is it is it complete yay or like a half a yay? I think three quarters. I It'd feel. be a complete yay when you can be out there feeding your horses. Yes. That I'm hoping soon. <laughs> you and me both. <laughs> I, I bet. You've been doing a good job, though, keeping the horses alive. Yes. I, I mean, I enjoy it. I just, you know, it's... Um... Mm, wait, hold on a second. <laughs> Did you just say you enjoy it? I enjoy it. I like tasks. Yeah. I enjoy accomplishing tasks. It's just, that's not my task. <laughs> right. Not... My task is like the ones that have wheels on it. Uh-huh. But I don't mind helping out. Do you think the horses recognize you now as oh, the yeah. yeah, because they're, they're like, oh, that's the dude that gives me num-num. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I better get over there. So you've made friends. Yeah. Oh, they, they, they come over, and I'll feed them, and then I'll do their water trot, and if it's hot, I'll hose them down. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's good of you. Check them, out, check them out, make sure there's no scars from them playing or whatever they do Oh, they, they do. They yes. get, they're accident prone, and they play hard. They're like big kids yes for sure yeah i feel like every time i turn around there's somebody's got a mark on them or something yeah well you see prize and earl just going to town oh yeah and we put the bucket not the bucket the 50 there's a 50 gallon blue barrel blue barrel plastic that's earl's play toy yeah and i I put that out there yesterday for him and he just it's like a big soccer ball for him Mm -hmm. yeah it's fun to watch him though when he does that right right we should post that video on, you should post that the, video. On the line. You On the line? On okay. the line. Well, many of you know or may not know that last week I had like a five-second blip <laughs> from the hospital when I were, where I was awaiting gallbladder surgery. And I was not up to actually doing a podcast. So the whole experience was rough, not going to lie. About a year ago, I started feeling some pain under my right rib but it was very intermittent and i didn't think much of it i would have pain in the back side of my shoulder and in my back i would have it in my chest too but all of these like symptoms i thought were separate from each other i never put them together and i didn't know right what gall- a gallbladder was let alone what what a achy gallbladder could do too bad you don't have like a, you can plug yourself in and say your gallbladder is at like 90% efficiency. <laughs> yeah. Now it's at 50%. And then mm-hmm. when you had the surgery, it was at 19%. Yeah. It was, yeah. That would have been like key. Like, oh. So how do we find out it was 19%? Well, <clears throat> it was quite a process. By the time that I actually recognized that it was my gallbladder, and it was not me that did that, actually. My rheumatologist and I were talking about the medications that he had me on. And I said, listen, they're making my stomach really sick. Every time I eat, I'm vomiting. And he's like, that doesn't sound like the medication. That sounds like your gallbladder. Oh, it was complete. So at that point, that's when my gallbladder really started to deteriorate. And it was pretty fast. I would say from the time that I felt like the, the aggressive symptoms, it went from like an ache every once in a while to a constant ache to a stabbing pain, to a stabbing pain and a constant ache, and then just unbearable pain. Right, because from, and this is 
the way the uh, nurse explained it to us very and I like how they broke it down like yeah. you know, like a third grader which is great for me your stomach when it has fat in it can't process fat mm-hmm. so the gall, gallbladder releases a chemical which isn't a chemical it releases something it's a bile honey a bile yeah. into the stomach to allow it to digest the fat correct well you're um you had cysts no polyps 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 whatever that word is on your gallbladder that was preventing it from releasing the bile yes so therefore your stomach couldn't process the fats Mm -hmm. and we we should have noticed it because it was like after you had your heavy creamer in the morning yeah okay by the way coffee with heavy cream is delightful i am not drinking coffee with heavy cream anymore because of my gallbladder right so we're trying to but but the indications were heavy fat materials like that and you love a good guacamole with our chips and salsa avocado is my favorite and that caused a spike so those are the things Mm -hmm. and then but it was just painful watching like you had to get an mri a a scan let's talk about this this, step by step that and i'm like are we waiting for it to explode yeah should we talk about this step by step because i was waiting to see an internist to go over my gallbladder in the meantime my pain is raging and it was going to take a week and a half to two weeks. These, my husband just grabbed my my uh, clothespins off my desk because he wants to use them to close bags. Can we stay on topic? Stay on topic, please. Oh my, I'm later. taking these. All right, whatever. So I was waiting to see an internist, which was going to take a couple weeks, actually, a couple <laughs> of months. In the meantime, I, you're in, dying. <laughs> in the meantime, I'm like, I Not can't really. stand this. Well, after having guacamole on a Friday my pain level skyrocketed and it never came down by saturday i i was writhing and i was like listen we've got to go to the er which we did which we love hate the hospital well it's not <laughs> no not the, i mean really they do the ER. it's just you know er should be for like people that have broken bones and you know it's like i agree like, i agree i think overtaxing an er for what would seemingly be something your other doctors should be taking care of Right. To me, is a disservice to the people in the ER. Right. Anyway, so we went to the ER. They got me on some pain meds, got my stomach settled down a little bit, and ordered an ultrasound, which showed nothing. Right. Ordered a CT scan with contrast, which showed nothing. But the, because those weren't on your gallbladder, those were your. The correction, you know what? The CT scan is what revealed the polyps. Okay. But the ultrasound, when they did the ultrasound test, it didn't look like the polyps were impeding anything. Right. The surgeons at that point came in and said, you know, at some point we're going to have to take this gallbladder, but right now it's not considered an emergent case. I said, okay. They sent me home with this like little milkshake of stuff to help my stomach and some pain meds and, and sent me on my way again to wait to see the internist. And then it was Monday. I got through Sunday, came back Monday. No, we went. Was it? No, no, it was Monday. No, we went Saturday. No, honey, we went Saturday. I've already mentioned that. Uh And then we went back Sunday, and we went back Monday. Was it Monday? It was. And then we went right back through. Oh yeah, you did all this. The same scans again. Well, the ultrasound technician on Monday did. A certain test where she applied pressure to my organs like certain organs mm-hmm. and the minute she hit my gallbladder it, it was, was like 
instant tears. I right. like blackout pain. Right. And she's like, well, if I were your friend and, you know, not an official medical individual, I would be telling you it's your gallbladder. Right. So let's just take it out right now. And so I'm like, why am I being tortured right now? Take the darn thing. But again, we- the the surgeons said, we need to rule out all of these other things. You're not an emergent case. We are not doing the surgery right now. So the internal specialist came down and saw me and said, we're going to schedule you for an endoscopy. Right. So they had to do another test before they got to the real test, which is the HIDA. The HIDA scan. It's just H-I-D-A scan. Yes. And the HIDA scan, it takes a couple of hours. They inject a nuclear chemical... uh, Radiation. Radiation, radiation, something to, to be able to see the movement of the chemical through the gallbladder and to see if it actually functions properly. However, before even getting to that, I had to go through an endoscopy to check my stomach. When I was there with the surgeons and the uh, internal specialist, I asked, what is the possibility that it could be both my gallbladder and my stomach at the same time? Oh, and they yeah. laughed at me. They're like, not likely, not likely. Today, they should be always saying anything's possible. Yes, right? because, you know, hold the phone. It actually was both my right. stomach and my gallbladder. So that, what day was this that we did that test? I did the endoscopy on a Wednesday. And we had to wait until the following week. Yep. To get your HIDA scan, and yes. that was after. No correction. I had I had my endoscopy on a Thursday or a Friday, that that week that I went back to the emergency room. And then we had to wait to the and following. Then, yes, and then I had to f- wait an entire week until like that Monday, to do the HIDA scan. Yep. And then we had to wait until. After the HIDA scan. Oh, that's right. So yeah, we're, we're trying to figure this all out because it was kind of a whirlwind. But but, you, but the HIDA scan, they make you they inject you with that stuff but then they after the hour they have you drink milk yeah to see the function of it yeah because milk is a stimulant for the gallbladder obviously it has a lot of fat content in it so it was the first time i drank milk in several years like mm-hmm. like actually sat and drank a glass of milk because i don't but i instantly felt my gallbladder cramp like uh when it, it was work. passing through and after the HIDA scan they said it was going to be a couple of days before you get your results well, they gave me milk, and it was so painful, and the pain level was so high. We went to the, the same day. Yes, that oh, same that's right. day. We went, we right went back to, to the ER. No, we went to patient advocacy first, oh, and right. I I that's talked right. to the patient advocates and about. They were great. Yes, thank you, patient advocacy, because I felt like nobody was paying attention to my pain level, and I was thinking if I need this gallbladder out already, and. I'm still continuing to be in pain. Why not just push it forward? Well, she called. Because the option of me taking it out wasn't on the table yet. No, you're terrible at it. (laughs) So they called the nurse, and the nurse said, go to the ER. So there I was, right back in the ER again. For the third time. For the third time. This This time, however, I had my endoscopy results, which showed polyps in my stomach, a slight hernia, as well as being positive for H. pylori. Mm Mm-hmm. And I had my HIDA scan had just been conducted. So the ER doctor called up to the radiologist to read that right away. At which point that doctor, the emergency room doctor came in and said, your gallbladder is only functioning at 19%. It needs to come out. I'm like, 
hello, I've been saying this the whole time. Right, right. How is it that you guys are not listening to me? At any rate, they said we we need to um, either send send you home and schedule you for surgery, which could be a couple of days or a few days, or we admit you and monitor your pain. So this was a Monday. Correct. <clears throat> and they were like, we could get you in Thursday or Friday. Thursday mm-hmm. or Friday. But if we admit you, your chances of someone canceling and I just squeeze a right on in there right. would be higher. I, I think also they were looking at the fact that I had been vomiting a lot. And so my de- I was dehydrated. I was mm-hmm. not having any nutrition whatsoever. Right. And then my pain level was unmanageable. And I think they said... They said on my first visit to the ER and the second visit to the ER that those three components are enough to admit you into a hospital. Mm-hmm. And they wanted to admit me that second time. To be fair, they they said we should admit you, but we don't have any room. We have too many COVID patients. We don't have right. any available right. space. You would basically be in a broom closet. And right. I said, listen, I'd rather be at, at, in pain at home than in pain and in a broom closet away from my service animal. So, right. well, and my husband too. Oh, wait. There and I my am. husband after. <laughs> after the donkeys and ne- the horses. Nevertheless, I got admitted on a Monday. They right. th- they thought they could get me in on Tuesday, which was phenomenal. But then they had an, another emergent case, which bumped me down. Fair enough. Like heart. So you got you straight. got in on Monday, and we were guaranteed a Thursday surgery. Correct. And I had my surgery on a Wednesday. And then you so I went home with Charlie on Monday because there was. There was no way for anyone to take him in and out of the facility for him to go to the restroom and feed him yeah. and all that stuff. So, I mean, they would have allowed him. Yes, they said he could stay, but there was no way that I would have been able to take him out to relieve him and stuff. I was on an IV. And- right. So I took him home. I did chores, came back. We hung out. That was Tuesday. And then Wednesday, you texted and said you're, you're being prepped. Yep. Because <clears throat> we we're getting surgery on Wednesday. I took my jacket off. It's hot. Well, yeah, you got it at 80 degrees up I in here. I know. Well, I'm typically cold, so. Okay, carry so on. We, so you go in and you get the surgery. Yeah. And yeah. Charlie and I get there as you're in surgery, in your room waiting, and here you come back. Yep. And you can tell us. I don't remember a lot of it. Obviously, still you were so out of loopy. Anesthesia. Oh, yeah. The first thing you were like, you were all over Charlie, and like, oh, and there's my husband. <laughs> Hello. Well, I miss Charlie. To be yes, fair, I know. he and I are always together. Together, <laughs> where you and I, <laughs> we are not. You know, I'm, I'm accustomed to being apart with you, from you for like an hour or two hours, but Charlie and I, right? I mean, inseparable. Mm-hmm. I love you. I love you too. Thank honey. you for taking care of Charlie when I. Oh yeah, he's super easy to take care of. <clears throat> so I will say that I have mixed emotions about the whole experience at the hospital, and I will say this too. My primary care provider's nurse called me after the whole surgery went down because I had been communicating with my my doctor and her nurse via my healthy vets which is a portal basically that allows us to talk we as veterans allows us to talk to our medical care providers and nurses and and talk to them about our our well-being and i kept stating over and over again that i was in an elevated state of pain that it was not manageable for me at home and 
it was always the response was always well we've got you scheduled for tests it's going to be a wait and see tough it out right yeah and she had called and uh apologized and and i thought that was decent of her to do i think it's easy to when you have so many patients and you've got you know maybe some who hyperbolize a little bit about their pain or that's not me if i'm in pain i'll tell you and right. if i'm telling you that means it's like but the, and also some of the stuff that you were taking here at the house like advil or whatever was making it more painful well yeah because my stomach right because again i had i had simultaneous issues happening right. and um so the gallbladder thing has been handled and so I, how did they take it out they did a laparoscopic surgery right so they have i have four in, small incisions right uh, in my abdomen and i th- and I want to say I gave birth to my gallbladder out of my belly button. Let's not see it. No, yeah. they can't see it at home, but I can. I, okay, I so it. it's about an inch incision <sighs> right below my navel. And there's bruising. A bruising about, well, probably four inches in length and two and a half inches wide below my navel. So my thought is they probably pulled my But you my said gallbladder. they used a grinder in there. Well, it's called a macerator where they kind of like chew it up and suck it out. But I, like, I don't like know. Like a blender. I wasn't awake when they did it. but Or a garbage disposal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You need, a, you need a garbage disposal sound effect for your machine yeah. there, dear. So you, you get back to the room. And it's, I got there around 10, no, 9.30, 10 o'clock. And you were out by... You're done. Oh, well, the nurse wanted to hear me burp and fart before I could leave. Well, no, but we're going through the process of you getting to the room. You, they, you, they brought in lunch, and you ate some lunch, which was, and it didn't cause any pain, which is a good sign. I was in heaven. Right. I, I, I will say, like, everyone who had a gallbladder procedure, thank you, everybody, for weighing in and showing your support and, and telling me about your experiences, those who had gallbladder surgery. You were absolutely right. There is the time before your surgery and the time after. It is markedly different. Right. So they wanted to see that you were you were going. You could go to the restroom. Yeah. You were eating. You were drinking waters. But the thing you couldn't do, which is you're a champ at, is this. Yes, I could not. You could not. No. And I... without this. Stop! <laughs> no. So the nurse was like, "You've you've really gotta, right. you gotta pass gas." Because I had not, from all of the drugs that I was on, plus not have having any solid foods in about a week, I hadn't had anything to pass. Right. Uh, on the number two scale, if right. you know what I'm saying. And I couldn't. I had so much air in my abdomen from the laparoscopic surgery that I was distended and it was painful. Mm-hmm. And she wanted to make sure that I got things moving. So I was doing laps with you. I, they gave me a walker. So I, I was You and Charlie were there walking. There was Charlie and I with the walker walking around. And the surgeon the, ward. the surg- surgical team did come down to talk to us, remember? Yeah, no, not really. Oh, they were like, you know, based on all the other activities, they were like, and this was probably 3 or 4. They were like, we can let you go. We want you to pass gas, but even if you don't, um we think that you're fine. I think their their concern is that 
after surgery, that's when you can have complications. And they were kind of mm-hmm. like, do we let her go home without the passing that? <laughs> but at the same time, they're, they're weighing like, we need, we need rooms. We need rooms because yeah. the ER is full and they had to come up here. Mm-hmm. So, um, well, and trust me, and I didn't want to stay any longer than I, than I had to. I had already had my fill of hospital visit. Oh, yeah. We were, it's like. I was done. You were walking laps like you were a pregnant woman I'm like, trying to give birth. I'm like, I need to get out of this place. Please let me fart. It just did not happen. <laughs> it, it actually. Did. It happened the next morning at 631, oh. like a champ. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for taking note of that, dear. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, while I was in the hospital waiting to you know, make things move. The internist came out down and said, listen, after your endoscopy, we did the biopsy. You're positive for H. pylori. Um, We're going to treat you with a course of uh, triple antibiotics, which will be given to you Mm post-op. And we're going to have to do another endoscopy and another biopsy to make sure that everything's cleared up afterwards. Mm -hmm. So I am about halfway through my antibiotics. I've got another whole week to to go through those. So hopefully, fingers crossed, my endoscopy is clear, my gallbladder clears out, I'm all good. Right. And you're still not able to lift anything more than five to 10 pounds. You really shouldn't be walking much because your, your stomach really, you use a lot of your muscles just to sit up, to stand up, to do walking. If I can show you the release paperwork, it said, take it easy for 24 hours. After 24 hours, do your best to get back to your normal activities. And I'm a very active individual. Yes, so. but you need to be patient. And I had been. I feel like I had been. I have been housebound. You have... Sat on you. You have sat <laughs> on me in the house, and I haven't been able to leave. Well, it's because you need to, get, you need to recover. There's, you have all these crafting things you can do. You I, have a full craft room. I do have a craft room. I'm almost done with my Charlie applique. Right. So if you... It, it hasn't <sighs> even been a week. I know, and I feel like I'm it's ready. It's been a year. I feel right. like it's... Yes. But we yes. want you to heal properly so you're not back in there for something else. 100%. I get it. Right. And I, um, I'm, I'm hunkered down. I'm committed to healing. Thank you for your help and support, my love. <laughs> I No, and in all seriousness... I really appreciate you You're welcome. taking me to the ER when I needed to go and holding my hand and doing the chores and just being an all-around amazing, loving man. That's what we do. I love you. I love you too, Pumpkin. Let's just get you well. Thank you. And, and she finally can. Woo-hoo! Like a champ. Yes. <laughs> Back at it. Got a Dutch oven for you tonight. Oh, super. <laughs> You'll um, have to Google that if you don't know what a Dutch oven is. I want to actually take a moment to um, say that I'm really thankful for all the listeners for all the positivity they sent my way to. And um, I also need to take a moment um, when we were going through this experience together, our our dear friend, um, Steve Thoreau, who helps us with this podcast mm. and who does all the sound engineer- engineering, lost his dear four-legged friend, Emma. Mm-hmm. And... We didn't know because we were going through our, our own drama and he didn't tell us, but I want him to know that Emma's in good company with all of our right. beloved animals that have gone Lily pad, before Penny, her and Porter, and Porter and 
So she's not alone. And Steve, I'm so very, very sorry for your loss. And I hope that... Now, you know he's going to have to listen to this. I know. He's going to be very upset. I want you to know that we're here for you. And animals are our family. Mm -hmm. And so I know how much she meant to you. And she was a very, very sweet girl. I'm very sorry. So on that note, um, I want to remind everybody that we are still doing the photo challenge. I yes. know we've had a whole week off, but we want to... It wasn't like we're on vacation. No, it wasn't a vacation, but um, I want to <clears throat> make sure that you visit everythingstacy.com and get those photos in because we yes. really, really want to see what you've got to offer. We have to give a shout out to our neighbors for helping out. Oh my gosh. Yes. Um I'm not going to name them by name, so I, I want to respect their privacy, but right. they know who they are, and um, they really pulled through between t making us homemade pot pies and feeding horses when we couldn't make it home from the emergency room. Just an incredible community out nice here in, in Harleyville. Oh, my gosh. Lovely <clears throat> flowers and bouquet. Mm -hmm. That was a surprise at the hospital. So mm -hmm. um, I feel very, very blessed to have such amazing people around me. And, and we got to thank, thank you. you know, the staff at the, at the, um, the fourth floor. Yes, the, I, and I did. I sent a long thank you note to all of the medical staff. Right, who, you had some really good nurses. Who supported me during my, the, my stay. And the surgeons did a great uh, job. They called me, kept me you know, up to date what was going on. Yeah. Um, as much as I have mixed emotions about, about my experience, the VA has really, really came through in the end. And... Um, and the nurses and the, the doctors all really made it. Well, I think what good. the challenge was, every time they you were in the ER, they would do your lab work. And they said, oh, your labs look great. Yep. So it's like that was their measuring stick. Like, oh, she's fine. This yeah. is her. And I'm like, but that's not the only way you measure success like, <laughs> on your lab work. Like, she's in pain. There's a reason for the pain. Yeah. So. I, I think in um, playing devil's advocate here, I, I believe that they have a duty as well because some people do medication seeking because they have drug addictions right and while if my panels look normal and everything else looks normal like my temperatures were always normal right uh, i wasn't spiking white blood cell counts or anything or an looking anemic at that point then then that could be something that's on the table and they have to consider that so sure. I, I appreciate that but looking at my history i don't have a history of drug abuse or, or drug use but anyway that's neither here nor there in the end i got my gallbladder out and the staff was was great so yes. thank you thank you thank you ralph h johnson va medical center mm -hmm. for taking my gallbladder out my navel appreciate it all right well we're gonna wrap it up visit everythingstacy.com and our wonderful friends at spider holster for um, supporting our podcast and the photo contest. So yep. get your pictures in. Uh, I want to wish you guys a really great week. I'm Stacy. I'm Andy. Be well. Be well. Be well.